Good morning. Today is the 28th day of Nissan 5783, corresponding to Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. It is the 13th day of the Omer. We are continuing in chapter 41, and we are looking at the sections that were to be read for the 19th and 20th of Nissan, um, continuing on the discussion of awe slash fear of heaven, or fear of God. Well, I should be very precise. The awe of fear of God. We'll get to the fear of heaven piece shortly. Uh, yesterday, we, we began to see the idea that when we're talking about these wings that we've been mentioning in the previous chapters that carry the light force, there's the wing that is connected to the notion of love of God, and then there's the wing that's connected to awe of God. And so the Alter Rebbe in this chapter, as we said, began to shift our focus away from that love to a very focused discussion of what does it mean to have awe of God and to be in complete worship to God, is we saw with the metaphor of a king or a master to one's servant. So now he continues here with the notion, with the following. He says that, well, what happens if a person can't bring this upon themselves, like this sense of awe? You know, we always talk about how the Torah commands us to have all these emotions, love and fear, and yet, how can you command an emotion, right? So that's one of these fundamental questions. And we see here that the Alter Rebbe himself, in a way, is offering that grappling question to his followers by saying, well, what if you don't feel that way? Right? You can't just make it happen. It's got to be a, it's got to be something deeper. Now, granted, he'll point out that we can meditate on it and think about it and reflect upon it, and then there's that there's at the very least some sort of intellectualization of these emotional states, which may be a narrow way to look at sort of an encompassing idea that we can bring ourselves to be in that if we're concentrating. Um and we put our heart into it and our soul into it and, and so on. But nevertheless, there are people that wouldn't feel it. I think we know these people. I think maybe we are these people, right? That I want to be spiritual, but I'm just not feeling it. So he begins by saying that the reality is there may be a reason you're not feeling it. If we take his notion of that of how our soul is... comes from different places, sorry for the pause, it comes from different elements, uh, places from the divine um, realms, right, the four different divine realms of Atzilut, Beriah, Yitzirah, and Asiyah, and that the lower, the further the soul force is from the original place, that perhaps the lower, the more limited grade of the soul that the person has, right, something that we saw at the early chapters, that it's impossible that the person wouldn't feel this in the same way as somebody else. Like, we're sort of already set up, if you will, for the challenge. And so he says that while you might be lacking something spiritually, nevertheless, if you have the right intentions and you have the right goal of focus and you want to serve the king, right? You have this notion of serving my master, not the notion of I'm serving my parent, right? Which was that love notion, which we'll see again in, in a few minutes. Um, that is complete service. And that is fulfillment of one of the mitzvot, to be 
to be an Oved Hashem, to be a, a worshiper of God or a servant of God. And so once you bring fear into your mind on some level that I'm going to have awe, I am fearful of God seeing me make this mistake, right? We talked about yesterday how we have the notion in the Shulchan Aruch at the very beginning about how God is there even in the most private of places. And so in a way, when we notice and recognize that notion unto itself, probably part of why it's there at the beginning of the laws regarding how do we live our day, that that should be one of the first thoughts on our mind is that we are always being quote-unquote watched. Um, that in itself is this fear, at least on a lower level. He quotes from the Talmud, uh, a dialogue between Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai and his students, may it be God's will that the fear of heaven be upon you like the fear of a human being, which seems rather odd. Why shouldn't it be the other way? So what does it mean? We fear people more than we fear God, because with people, we're always embarrassed around them. Uh, we, I think this is a truism, right? We we're afraid that we, there's a lot of shame, there's a lot of embarrassment. We don't want people to see us in bad thoughts. So we, in our public displays, we often put on our better foot, right? or put, us, put ourselves out there in a better way. We, we mask a lot of our, our foibles, and then when we're in private, we, we tend to feel that shame, feel that guilt in a much more overt way. And so we actually have more fear around the person than we do for God. And the point here is that we're supposed to feel the other way. And so the author Rebbe says, ah, oh, this is a lower level fear. This isn't a bad thing, right? The Gemara seems to imply that this is important to have this kind of fear at some very base level. In order to build the true awe of God, we have to start from a, a foundation. And that's this lower level of awe or fear, which is the fear of... Um, sin, or the fear of heaven, as I used uh, a few minutes ago, versus a higher level, which we mentioned yesterday, and that's the, I'm awed in God's presence. Like, I feel this overwhelming sense of God in my life. Not not from a love place, but from, wow, we, you know, that's the nullification that, we're, that we might be wanting to get to. The bittle of our sense of I is, I'm not really an I, I'm merely a... You know, I'm merely fulfilling. I'm merely, I'm merely within the 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 thought of that which is all encompassing. And so, with all that, if you have no fear at all, right, coming back around, like let's say there's nothing, right. So we're going to that next level, right. So right now we've we've been saying that maybe there's something. What if there's really nothing? Well, then you don't have that wing. Go back to the metaphor about the two wings and the flying. You need that wing of fear, just like you need the wing of love, and you need them together. Um, we cannot ignore that. And, and the Alter Rebbe, again, swings right back around to that concept that fear and love are the two wings, and you can't have fear alone, and you can't have love alone, because then you only have one wing. Not one wing that's functional, but you literally have one wing. Versus, you know, they function at different levels, so one's really carrying it more than the other. Okay, so we're in different places, but we need the wing of fear, the wing of the master, service of the servant, and the wing that is the son, the child, to the parent, in order to arouse these feelings. And that should be our intentionality, right? The intentionality ultimately is, I want these two things in one way or another. I want to reveal them. Obviously, I want it at its highest level, but I want them to exist. Fine. Additionally, one of the things that he points out here, which we haven't really talked a lot about, is 
you can only imagine that when you're doing this kind of work of spiritual growth, it's very much very much of an individualistic kind of work. We we don't really see a lot of discussion of within community. We do eventually, but there's a lot of I work. And interestingly, I, I point that out, the I work, because when we think about um, the notions of spirituality as at least related in uh, Jewish thinking, uh, actually Western thinking as a whole, the nullification ourselves to God, right, that we are really non-self, non-existent, uh, or impermanent existences, if you take it a slightly more Eastern bent on the same terminology, it's very individualistic, right? So there is an I and there's a non-I or self and non-self that has to coexist. But here, the Alter Rebbe says, okay, with all of this, we have another goal. We cannot separate from the community. We must be working together. We must be sticking to one another. And the way that he gets to that place is that we've seen that when we have a mitzvah, when we begin come to prayer, there's an intentionality. The intentionality of, I want to bring together awe and love and the Holy One, blessed be He, right? Ushrinte and the Shrina and the Divine Presence. Bishim Kalizo, in the name of all of Israel, not just for ourselves, but we're doing it for the entire community. We cannot separate ourselves from others. We have to, the intentionality is that we have to bring people up, <coughs> and we have to be brought up from people, from the people as well. And so, therefore, our intentionality needs to not just be the bringing together of these two emotional states for ourselves, but it's helping bring along the intention, the the emotional states of everyone, because that's what's going to bring the world forward, right? Our intent is to draw down the light for all, not just for ourselves. We'll talk more about this later, um, but he introduces to us here, at this point, the notion of the communal that we have to take into account. And so when we look at these two pieces for the 19th and 20th, just to review, we continue along the, the subject matter of awe of God and awe of heaven, right? These different levels. Because that even if we can't reach that highest of levels, when we are doing what we're supposed to be doing or avoiding things that we are supposed to be avoiding because of a fear of sin, a fear of making a mistake, or a fear of falling into a trap, and so on, that in itself is part of this rubric of yira, of awe, of that, of that side, of that wing, that helps bring us, bring our actions up to then draw down light, or draw the light up, out and up to then draw it back down to this world as a uh, place of growth. So with that, I want to just wish everybody that today should be a day that at the very least we find an iota of both love and fear of God and of heaven. And um, that we should find this as a stepping stone to our spiritual growth not just for ourselves, but for all those around us. Because if we are growing ourselves, we hopefully inevitably are growing those, helping those around us grow. And I think if we take it one step further, just to conclude, it really drives home, right, this note, this point that people always make. It's like, when I'm young, I think I can change the world. And by the time I 
get much older, I realize that I, I can only change myself, which really is the, the which really may be a statement of if I do the work on myself, inevitably I will be helping others change as well. Whether it's coming just from my own perspective, because if I see myself in a certain way, the biases that are implicit in terms of my emotional states and so on will shift as well. Or or maybe I'm the exemplar, right? The other way is if I do the work, others may very well follow because I'm making change. People will see that and perhaps make change as well because they see the example that I'm setting forth, right? So there's, there's either one of those two notions. And either way, the goal is that if I do the work for me, I can bring people along. And so he's telling us here, don't miss out on that opportunity to bring the people along with you as you are doing the spiritual work. So until then, may everybody be blessed with a good day, and we will hopefully continue in our journey of catching back up tomorrow.